Wellbeing Creative Podcast is fueled by my good friends at Great Lakes Coffee Roasting Co. Celebrating their 25th year anniversary, Great Lakes Coffee believes that coffee is no longer a commodity. It defines a community. It tells their story, local, global, and everywhere in between. Sourcing direct from farmers, roasting here in Detroit, and always handcrafted, this is coffee as it's meant to be. So, whether you're sipping from your favorite mug at home or savoring the last drop at one of their three shops or countless coffee bars, know that you're part of the story. Because at the Great Lakes Coffee Roasting Company, it's not just about what you're drinking, it's about the journey to your cup and where we'll go from there. Wellbeing creative listeners can get their caffeine fixed by using code WELLBEING for 10% off your first order at greatlakescoffee.com. Again, that's promo code WELLBEING for 10% off your first order at greatlakescoffee.com. You know, meditation isn't something that you can like really see working because you don't know how you would act without it. I just feel like most people who, who don't do this practice would have, you know, broken down. I always say meditation, it makes the things that matter, matter more, and the things that shouldn't matter, matter less. You're listening to Wellbeing Creative, a podcast that breaks down stigmas and creates a conversation surrounding well-being in the creative fields. My name is Harrison Diskin, and I'll be sitting down with creators of all types to discuss how they manage the inevitable stress, anxiety, and health choices that come along with creating in today's wild world. Hey, it's Harrison, and my guests today, yes, that's right, I said guests as in plural, my guests today are Jake Leiter and Josh Leiter of Meditation Works, a groundbreaking startup that brings mobile meditation studios to the corporate and community worlds of Metro Detroit to provide a bit of mindfulness to eager and often stressed out workers. Think a food truck for meditation. It's good stuff. I grew up with these guys, and I'm excited to talk about their business, what brought them to this point, and where they plan to go from here. So without further ado, Jake and Josh, welcome to Wellbeing Creative. Thanks for having us. Appreciate Thank you, man. It. Really excited. Yeah, man. Let's, let's get right into it. Uh, wh- why is meditation important? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> why is meditation important? I think to the short answer, because it's a very long answer of why it's important, but the short answer... We can do the long answer, too. Oh, we can do the long answer. Yeah. We'll do the long answer. Is that back in the day... You know, when your grandpa would go to work, mm-hmm. he would go to work, he would clock in at nine, clock out at five, and you get home, and that was the end of work. He wouldn't have a computer to check, he wouldn't have phones to be keeping up with. Um, and now, when we're at work, typically we take our friends and family with us in the form of our cell phones, and they're pinging and poking us all day long. And then we get home from work, and we're with our friends and family, mm-hmm. and work is typically pinging and poking us all night long. And we're in this never-ending cycle of connectivity, um, and that causes a lot of stress. It's very, it's almost become the norm now, so people don't notice it anymore. They're just used to this everyday stress. Um, and because of that, we kind of have to adapt. We have to adapt to the way the world is now. The world's not going to change. The world's going to become more connected over time. Um, but we can adapt the way that we uh, react to that connectivity and that we live within that connectivity. And that's where meditation comes into play. It's not, uh, Jake always puts us so well. He always says, uh, you know, I could tell you to, to not use your phone so much anymore, but our brains just like, they have to learn to not do that. They have to be trained to take a step back and say, you know what, like I've been on my phone for, you know, an hour scrolling through Instagram. 
I'm going to stop now. Um, yeah. And, you know, a little bit of science behind it. Um, when we get stressed out, we get the stress response. You've probably heard that our, our monkey brain cortisol fires up release. cortisol, adrenaline, so we can fight or flight, right? Mm -hmm. um, the reason we have this is back in the day when we heard noise outside of our cave, it was most likely a saber-toothed tiger coming to kill us and our family yeah. or some food we had to go you know, get for a family. Stress uh -huh. so, chronic stress. So the irony in that is it, it used to save us and protect us, but um, as time evolved and as Josh was saying, we got more and more connected. Um, those saber-toothed tigers turned into emails mm -hmm. and text messages. And instead of fighting, right, working off the adrenaline, we're just sitting at our desk and our body's just getting flooded with it. So I like to say we're just surrounded by saber-toothed tigers with no cave to hide in anymore, with no yeah. fire to look at. And, um, and you wouldn't see saber-toothed tigers every day if, when you were in that time period. So like that, that stress response was good. We still have that stress response in a lot of situations, but and, and it, it is still, you know, it can be a situational stress can be like a good thing for for the body but it's like you're saying it's now it's more every day it's it's a chronic thing it's mm -hmm. yeah it, it was like saving your life from saber-toothed tiger and now it's saving your life from a crying baby on an airplane so mm -hmm. <laughs> just firing at the wrong times i guess yeah. to your point harrison like you know there was that happened once in a while and yeah. it was great but now it's a hundred times a day for some people and again totally. instead of running, working, um, meditating, you know, bringing us back down, we just keep going and another tiger, another tiger. Yeah. So I think that's why, you know, meditation is so important these days um, with the connectivity and everything. Yeah. And I mean, with the, the going back to stress, it's been more and more science has been showing that it causes disease and it causes, uh, you know, long-term depression and um, the more we can do to combat stress, the better. So... Uh, it's cool, and, and I think that meditation is, is, is uh, one of the greatest um, weapons that we can keep in our arsenal. So it's cool. So you guys started, uh, Jake, you, you, you originally started with your, with your mom, Meditation Works. Mm -hmm. And so can you give us a little bit of background on that? Yeah. Um, you know, back you know, about three years ago now, um, I was that stressed out person mm -hmm. fighting tigers and, and to your point of like stress it, I think everyone listening here can agree. We know we're stressed and it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, my mom has been doing yoga and meditation, you know, yoga for 20 years. She's been meditating for about 10, mm -hmm. um, constantly telling me, but sometimes when you hear things from your mom, uh, you're a little more resistant. And eventually I, I came to see, um, artists that I really respected starting to do it. Um, celebrities that I've always looked up to were, doing it as well. So I thought, hey, you know, if, if these guys are doing it, I should try it. And very quickly I learned this feels good. This mm -hmm. works. I feel less stressed. Um, how can I get more people to do this? So, you know, you tell people to do it and they download an app, they do it three times, but here comes all those tigers, those emails and life gets in the way and they stop. Um, some friends of mine opened up a food truck instead of a restaurant. I was like, why? You know, hey man, I think people just like things brought to them. Mm -hmm. And me and my mom were kind of talking about this food truck rally in Royal Oak, actually, and how it was sold out. And she said, if only there was a food truck for meditation. And we kind of both looked at each other and we were like, huh, you know, maybe if we brought it to them while yeah. they're at work where all the stress is happening, they mean we're willing to do it. Um, so I really, you know, in conclusion, I knew the benefits of what meditation did for me. And at the same time, I knew how hard it was for people. Right. And I thought this can be my way of bringing this awesome tool that we so desperately need, but can really not access um, and bring it to people and make it more accessible and easier for them to participate in sessions. 
So you guys built these mobile meditation studios? Yeah, so we, uh, we partnered with my partner, Justin Barnes. He's the mm-hmm. co-creator of Blue Yoga in Birmingham. And we worked with the design team to find colors that stimulated relaxation. Um, every detail, all the way from the way the lights work to the height of the benches even, is all meant for as well. aromatherapy. Yep, we use some lavender scents, things of that nature. Um, it's all designed to promote relaxation. So again, we're not just like, hey, let's go meditate. We're like, we will bring the ideal environment for you to do this um, and disconnect from work. It's the same thing as, um, you know, think about yoga is a good example. Mm-hmm. We could pull up a YouTube video and do it in our living room. And we could do that same class with a group of people in a hot, dark yoga studio with a teacher. Um, what's going to be more effective? Right. You know, the yoga studio. So instead of opening a meditation studio, we thought, let's put one on wheels. It's cool. And bring it to people at work. Yeah. And, you know, I work downtown in Detroit, so I see you guys' studio pretty often. And it's cool to see the, uh, the amount of participation in, you know, the people flooding out of the buildings to come and participate and meditate. Um, is this something that you've, you've, you were able to like kind of track and really see have, have in the three years, have there been meditators that have kind of started early on and have been meditating for the three years with you? We, we just celebrated a three year anniversary at our first company. Mm-hmm. That was really exciting. Um, um, this may not be the direct answer to that, but I think the most exciting thing I saw is, you know, yes, when a company signs up, people use it. Yeah. But what we really like is, you know, people are coming to us like, hey, you know, I, I've been taking what I learned and I've been teaching my kids this. Yeah. And they're yeah. using it in school. I mean, one specific meditator uh, said my son won the mindfulness award at his fifth grade class. Hmm. Um, we've had people say, you know, oh, I taught this to my brother, my cousin. Um, you know, my life with my you know, husband, wife is so much better. And we always say, you know, meditation is just this big tree that could have so many leaves and branches. And if you come with to Meditation Works, we will make sure the trunk of your tree is always there. Right. And we build a foundation so um, that you can also, uh, you know, meditate at home on your own. So my joke is, hey, if we're at your company on Wednesday, you don't have to meditate on Wednesday. Come see us. And yeah. each week, um, you know, Justin creates helped us create such a great program that's always changing. We don't do the same thing. And we do help people all from fully guided meditations for you know beginners to up to the point where we just say, hey, everyone, welcome to Meditation Works. You know what to do. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the, the participation and back to that point is a lot of people say, to be honest, if you weren't here, I would never be meditating. Right. And that right there is like the exact reason we create yeah, Meditation Works. Um, so going back to before, right before you started Meditation Works, you said you were getting into meditation. Your mom finally got through to you. What kind of meditation were you guys practicing? Basically mindfulness-based stress reduction. MBSR is the common term. Mm-hmm. Um, breath and focus. Um, you know, people do many different kinds. Uh, Transcendental is a very common one where you create a mantra. Yeah. And I just like to repeat my breath is my mantra. Yeah. So, um, I started with fully guided sessions with some apps and then I started to learn how they were guided and why they were guided certain ways. And I started to kind of, you know, guide myself. And that's, that's really how I got started. Yeah. Some fully guided, you know, talking me through it. Um, I personally, my favorite is to kind of like do a little body scan. Yeah. You know, back to, back to how we really don't take time for ourselves. Like your, your face is scrunched up most of the day. Right. Your back hurts. You just, your head is heavy your shoulders are carrying it and we just carry it around because we're used to it. And it feels really good to just check in and like, oh, my legs are tired. Let me let them rest. Yeah. I mean, in every body scan I've ever done, I've done a, a, quite a few. It's like 
you you notice that you're really tense and you know when when, when the, the guide gets to the point and they're like hey you know it starts you know maybe at your forehead or at your eyebrows it's like all of a sudden you realize wow i, I wonder how long i've been really carrying that tension with me yeah. exactly yeah. I mean, to this day i say we have uh, we call it our core one mm-hmm. and i've heard i'm not exaggerating i've probably heard this recording 300 times and every time it gets to let your jaw go yeah. my jaw is tense and yeah. I even like when the meditation starts, I think, okay, you know, five minutes in, it's going to be at the jaw. My jaw is so tight when it gets there. So um, I really think it's like important. Again, I know um, it's really healthy to let my jaw go, but yeah. when you're in the hustle bustle of the day, you just, you just forget. And that's back to why meditation is so important because right. otherwise I'd just be clenching my jaw all and day. And sometimes like in mindfulness, the breath can be, you know, one of the uh, more evident bases to follow or, or you know the, a lot of people do like the rise and fall of the chest or, or the breath out the nostrils um, for me sometimes it is the jaw you know I like kind of really focus on my jaw not clenching and then you realize kind of like when your mind loses focus and mindfulness it's similar when your jaw clenches and you're like oh okay they're very like it's you know almost uh, correlated like when your jaw's clenching t- chances are you're also like losing uh, your thought too yeah, I mean, it's back to that, that stress response is happening. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, the, the cortisol, the adrenaline, and, and your brain is, I mean, we, you can see MRI image, it's, it's actually being hijacked by this, this part, our amygdala, that is meant to distract us and say, what are you doing? You know, you need to run. You know, mm-hmm. you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this. You need to do that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a good observation. So, what were you guys doing even before meditation works? Um, I was a project manager at a construction company mm-hmm. um, and fresh out of college. Um, I don't know if most people are like me. The millennial mentality is, <clears throat> you know, why am I not the CEO of this company? Yeah. Why is nobody listening to me? Um, and quickly that's where I would come home and my mom would just say, you, you don't look happy. You know, yeah. you seem sad. And it wasn't, wasn't the company. It was nothing wrong with that. It was just um, coming out of college and going right into working and all that pressure, um, not being able to take care of myself. I was working out, you know, physically and everything, playing sports, but um, I was just, I guess to answer your question, just being an American worker. Yeah. Josh? Yeah. Josh, what, um, what was I doing? Um, I was, I had actually a bunch of mindfulness meditation experiences after college mm-hmm. um, in between jobs. Um, never thought it would ever become a career right. until Jake called me. Um, but I was, before meditation works, I was in Chicago working at a tech real estate startup, mm-hmm. uh, doing design work for them. And I remember being at work and one day I get a call from Jake. Well, well I got to interrupt you and backtrack. <laughs> when I started meditation works, I called Josh and told him about the idea. And I said, yo, it's just, it's me and my mom right now. You know, we're investing in this. One day when I can, you know, afford you, I'm going to hire you. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it was exactly a year later, Josh. Yeah. And then I get the call from Jake <laughs> and, uh, it was a no-brainer, you know. It was it was an opportunity to come back home to Detroit, which yeah. I love, um, and work with family, which I love, and work on something that at the time I I didn't know that it was what I like. It was my main passion. I'd gone to summer camp my whole life, you know, Tamarack, right. Harrison. You've been there. You were there this past summer, mm-hmm. um, and my experiences traveling and camping and at Severn Camp were it was all mindfulness, and I didn't know how to describe it until I started working at Meditation Works and. Now I'm just very fortunate that I literally do kind of what I was setting out to do. I just didn't realize what it was yet. Right. Yeah. But you guys both had 
some projects outside of like maybe your full careers at the time like you had uh, solo Detroit. I was just going to say, yeah, you know, simultaneously with school and that job. Mm-hmm. And we had solo Detroit, a, a clothing company that, you know, we worked with a lot of your friends on right. things. And, and I guess now that I think about it, it was a little bit about, you know, mindfulness. Solo stand for, stood for standout, live original. Right. Um, it was really meant to get people out of this, this, uh, this routine we're in and like, you know, hey, you know, a t-shirt's okay. It's all about what, you know, how you feel, not what your t-shirt says. Yeah. It's, it's funny because our whole family is like lawyers and doctors and Jake and I are the only ones. I also started a company in college. Yeah, and Tempo then, Run, right? Yeah, Tempo Run. Yeah, and so that was like a app for, for runners to e- match their music with their tempo that they're running at. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. which is so funny now because it seems like, every, like tons of people do that. But at the time in 2012, 13, it was mm-hmm. like that we were the first ones to do it. Yeah. Um, and it... it it went its ways, you know, right, it, it, right. We, we did, we did some cool stuff, but, yeah. uh, our families would always be like, you know, you they always look at us job? like, well, yeah, when are you getting yeah. a real job? And we were like, we are, we are real jobs. We, we work harder than any of you ever have. <laughs> so, I mean, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Like what, what goes into that entrepreneurial spirit and, you know, the stresses of that and, you know, maybe how, how did that lead to meditation maybe in itself? Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone needs meditation more than the entrepreneur. Right. Um, I think the entrepreneur spirit is it's it's hard to define, but it's something that is definitely required for someone who's going to start a company and stick with it for a long period of time. Um, I think the world today over glamorizes um, the entrepreneur journey. Like you watch, you know, Silicon Valley, and you watch the you listen to these podcasts, and it's like an hour long podcast about this entrepreneur. And they had this idea, and boom, they're millionaires. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people think like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. It's you know, it's like a quick one year, one or two years, and I'm going to be a millionaire. Um, and that is the complete opposite of what the journey's like. Right. Um, it's really, really hard. There's a lot of ups and downs. It is sometimes maddening. Um, they talk about in a lot of podcasts that I listen to, like entrepreneur depression, um, yeah. which is a totally a real thing because you literally go from, like Jake and I were just talking about this today. Um, he was on this high, like everything's going great. And then he got a text from me about something and now he's at his low again. And, you know, we just go through these ups and downs. Well, maybe we don't use today as an example, but can you give us some examples of like the highs and the lows, maybe cool. some specific points in meditation works where you've experienced both of those? Yeah. there. I mean, there's, there's so many we've, we've, We've done so much over the last three years. Um, you know, mind. I think I think one one thing that kind of hit me and, and my mom a year into it was the the reality of not just meditation but most healthy activities. Us humans just tend to fall off. Mm-hmm. And when you ask people, um, you know, hey, why aren't you meditating anymore? Very rarely do they say, I didn't feel better mm-hmm. or uh, I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, and it was hard for us because when we had four or five clients and we were dealing with, you know, 50 to a hundred people, we could talk to them and be like, you know, Hey, come back. It's all good. Right. But our four clients turned into 20 and our, you know, hundred people a week turned into 500 and we weren't able to, you know, communicate. And it was really hard for me to see people go and, and just know that it's, it's, you know, it's not their fault. It's like, mm-hmm. they're, they're so busy. Um, that got us really, really low. At one point we, I'm not going to lie. We you know, thought about shutting it down. Like, Oh, this is so sad. Um, but you know, back to that entrepreneur spirit, when you truly like believe in something, I can't really describe. It's not like I had this describable moment other than like, you just know you have to do it and you have something that people need. Yeah. Um, so I think that was a big low for me is, is that no matter how much effort we poured into this program, 
people still would not come. Yeah. And um, so how did you increase like your your captivation of the audience and we, the sustainability? We we always just say we decided to focus on the willing. Yeah. And not the unwilling. And we we changed our mindset to we're going to get everybody to meditate to the people who want to meditate are going to get the best meditation they could ever get. Yeah. And that's all we're going to focus on. And um, I think that whole mindset really changed us and made us happier because instead of worrying about the two, pe- you know, let's say we're talking about these 10 people at a company, the two people that left, I'm like, oh my God, why can't they come back? Let's talk to these eight people that come. Let's make, right. let's make sure they have a good session. Like now when we go to companies, we'll get like a, a hundred people, 200 people to start. And our only focus is those 200 people. We don't mm-hmm. like, we don't continue marketing to the people who didn't respond to that first email. It's like, all right, you a lot of word of mouth, probably a lot of word of mouth and a lot of just like, it's a lot of ground floor, just talking to people. Like we, we today we, we emailed, um, you know, one by one by one, we could send mass emails out all day, right, but right. we email one by one. And we really want to know, like, what did you think of the meditation? What did you think of the nature sounds today? Mm-hmm. And I think honestly, it really started with Jake and Joanne. They're really, really good at that. And it kind of flooded into the company culture, but we really take pride in, in every single person is important. Every, every person's opinion is important, no matter how big we get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say another, uh, you know, pondering the lows. Yeah, another yeah. low is, um, I've made jokes before, you know, this idea is so good. Why, why, are not more, why aren't there more food trucks out there? Why aren't more people doing this? And when things are going really well for us and you blow out an axle on I-75 and the tire <laughs> goes flying <laughs> and you have to shut the trailer down for two weeks. Yeah. It's a, it's a low. I know. Just, it's funny. I was just thinking about, there's a very vivid memory in my mind. I think it was when uh, Qu- Quicken Loans is one of our clients mm-hmm. and we work with them. And I remember the day that we went in and we pitched them, it was our final pitch and we got the, like the thumbs up, we're going to do this. And we were like on the high of highs like we, that we had just scored our best client. We were so excited about it. And then I think the next day, like we were still on this high and like the axle broke on the studio. And then the next day, like another axle broke. And then yeah. we were late for a client. And then another client told us they were stopping. And it was just like this fluctuation of like the highest feeling to the lowest feeling. And those, when you go so drastic, it like, it just, I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah. And like on that note, I, I, I'm starting to think like, I don't know what would have happened to us had we not have been meditating. Right. Um, and not to, I'd love to stay on topic, but like, you know, meditation isn't something that you can like really see working because you don't know how you would act without it. Yeah. But yeah. as Josh and I talk about these moments, I'm thinking about them. Um, I just feel like most people who, who don't do this practice would have, you know, broken down. Um, and I do, and I think with that, it really helped us um, make the lows not as low. And, and sometimes it does, you know, make the highs not as high. I always say meditation, it makes the things that matter, matter more. Right. And the things that shouldn't matter, matter less. Right. I agree with that. The beauty about the lows, though, and he's really good at this. He always, like, brings me back up, is that whenever we're at that low point, like, because I feel like we've really honed in on this, like, we are entrepreneurs and we're in this till we die. Yeah. Um, we always kind of just like look at each other and smile and laugh. And we're like, this is, we're like in the shits right now and we're in the shits together and we're going to be here for a minute. Right. Uh, but this is like, this is the beauty of it. Just you know? another scene in the movie. Yeah. What doesn't kill you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what advice do you have for other people who are right now in the shits as entrepreneurs or even just in the shits at their work? just or in life in general enjoy it man like that is the stuff that makes you who you are like i yeah. think the last two years of doing this has made us such better people and entrepreneurs and we're kinder and we're we're more intelligent and like you don't notice it in the moment you know like we always have to remind ourselves this you know the other day we were in a, be- a meeting with one of our advisors and 
the way we explained something we had done in the past, we explained it like a failure. And he looked at us and he's like, are you guys idiots? Like that was the best possible thing you can do. Like you learn so much from that experience and look at where you are now. Yeah. And it's so hard to recognize that in the moment. Um, but like try to, try and be mindful of the pain you're going through isn't bad pain. It's necessary pain to get you where you need to go and it will get you where you need to go. And I, I have some, some advice. Um, I have a mentor who, um, when I started the company, I would meet with him weekly. Uh, for about a year. He also mentored me in my first job. And I think the one thing he really taught me, and when I tell myself this, things just seem to be, you know, when I'm in the shits, there's no shits. Um, <laughs> there's there's no good news, there's no bad news, there's just news. Mm -hmm. And it's up to you if that's bad or good news. Um, there are some, some horrifying situations that happen to people and people can get really, really low. But I found, at least in my life, um, I can almost always find at least one positive thing that comes from it. And when you, when you look at these low situations, you think this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. It's not bad. It's not good. Um, the whole mindset of just like, it's just news. Yeah. Um, it's just part that, of the that really picture. Helped, that really helped me um, with, with my issues per se. A, yeah. re a really cool example of like a, a screw up that was actually a positive is we <laughs> probably shouldn't say the number, but we spent a lot of money, like tens of thousands of dollars on a marketing campaign. Uh, about a year ago. Yeah. And it was horrible. Like it just like didn't work and we didn't get any new clients from it. And we were like at that point in the company where we needed to get the new clients or we were going to be in big trouble. Um, and in the moment we were so like down on ourselves about it. But looking back now, we learned everything we know about what corporate clients want in a meditation program. And if we hadn't done that, like we wouldn't, we wouldn't be successful now. And so like, it's just so funny how in the, and it's like even us, we meditate a lot and we're mindful, like in the moment, it's so hard to recognize that this is gonna be good for you someday, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I would challenge people when they're going through bad moments to really challenge yourself to find something good because um, again, it might take you 10 days, but I always find like, you know what? That was really bad, but you know, someone else benefited from that, mm -hmm. you know? Um, hey, that marketing company, you know, they're a small company from Detroit and we just gave them a lot of money. Good for them. You know? right, right. Uh, yeah. There's always something happy to think about. And I already feel better about the situation. Just saying yeah. that out loud. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. good. So what are your daily meditation practices look like now? Um, my day, you know, first of all, I, I'm very open. I wish I meditated more than I do. Mm -hmm. I do three to four sessions a week at least. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if the week's coming up and it's Wednesday, Thursday, and I have not meditated, I dedicate um, at least three to four sessions when I am doing it daily, I feel much better. Um, and I very, I stick to, this is a philosophy of our, of our program. I do not meditate for more than 15 minutes. I really never have. Um, I've tried to, and I, I find that I um, get bored. I've seen some science that basically shows um, eight to 12 minutes of meditation really kind of stimulates the brain the same as a 20 minute session would. Mm -hmm. Very similar to when you're working out and you do three sets of 10 or you, you do that four set. And the weight trainer will tell you, like, you don't need to do that four set. Mm -hmm. Very similar um, concept. So with my daily practice, it's um, always a 10-minute meditation. I have the fortune of having Meditation Works program on my phone. Right. So, you know, I like to play the ones I like. Um, but I'll even, if I realize, like, oh, my God, I haven't meditated. I'm so busy. Uh, there's been times I pull my car over. Uh, put my put my sunglasses on and just start breathing for 10 minutes, you know, yeah. noticing when I'm not coming back. So my daily practice and advice is 10-minute sessions. What about you, Josh? Me. Um, 
I did have a really good practice, but I got a puppy a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so we were just talking about that. Yeah. That's thrown off the, the practice. It's really hard yeah. to meditate when a dog is jumping on you. Um, I'm in the same boat as Jake, and we're firm believers on it doesn't have to be daily. Um, sometimes when people make it daily, it becomes a chore, and then you don't like meditation anymore. That's yeah, a good, that's a good um, point. Yeah, so I, I try and practice a couple times a week. Um, mm-hmm. Some weeks it is daily. Um but it, as, as long as I'm doing it like two or three times a week, I feel really good. Um, and I'm a morning meditator. If I don't do it in the morning, it ain't happening. Um, mm-hmm. So I get up, I brush my teeth, and then I meditate. And That's the beauty of meditation because yeah. I don't think I've ever meditated in the morning. Really? <laughs> Nor could I. No, huh. no. I'm a, I'm a midday meditator. We are we are complete opposites in terms of when we function in the day. Like yeah. I'm up at like 6 a.m. doing all my emails, and Jake's up at like – 12 a.m. writing all the emails to me so like we're, yeah. we're at this funny like time off time frame right now where like i wake up i get all the emails from him and i answer all them and he wakes up and he gets them all and they respond to me and then i get the next morning at 6 a.m i respond to that's all that's probably of his. pretty common <laughs> in a lot of partnerships yeah, yeah 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 we balance each other out totally yeah yeah so do you see maybe like how do you expand on your meditation practice from here now have you have you either of you guys gone on retreats or is that something you see yourself doing I'm very much looking forward to going on a retreat, um, mm-hmm. particularly a silent one. I've heard yeah. those are, you know, life changing. Yeah. Um, from many people who've done them. I think yeah, you said I, you I went did to one, one before. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I do like to make excuses for myself, and I've, I've felt too, like I'm too busy. I felt like I don't have the, the um, abil- availability to do that. It can be How a business I, expense. Yeah. <laughs> pretty soon, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. That is like the one thing, and that's how I would answer the question: is like going on a meditation retreat. Um, one way I expanded is I also went to a search inside yourself, uh, conference that was in Detroit that Google does every year. Yeah. Um, just to see what other people are doing. Um, you know, I don't know if Josh wants to answer, but I consider, you know, meditation is meditation. Right. It's just something I do. I don't really have much interest in going deeper into it because what I do works for me, these 10 minute sessions. So, um, some people like to, you know, dive into visualization and, um, I guess one thing I just thought of is I've actually really wanted to try one of those, I don't know the correct term, the dep- deprivation tanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, where they cut off all your senses. Mm-hmm. That's something I really want to do. Yeah. Um, what, what do they call those? There's yeah. like float, float, float tanks. Tank. Sensory yeah. deprivation chambers. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. I have never done one either, and we've, we've talked about it on, on a few episodes, and I've said that I was going to get it to, to one and try it, and I haven't yet, so it's definitely still on the top of my list. Sounds very, very interesting. Yeah, everybody who's who's done them and that I've spoke to has said really great things about them. And, and it's kind of like a, similar to how I was going to say a meditation retreats, like an acceleration of the meditation practice. Like you can kind of jump light years in one weekend of a retreat with your practice. I think like uh, the sensory deprivation gives you the environment to maybe do that. Yeah. And um, I feel like you're really focused on your senses when like you never are, you know, like when you take away sight. Yeah. And a lot of sound, like and smell. I mean, and, it's, and it's smell. All, it's you know, yeah. like that's that's crazy. You know, yeah, I think is. I think we know as people, like, like getting out of your comfort zone. Always, people never regret it, right? And right. I think I've made it very clear that my I'm uncomfortable meditating longer than ten minutes. Yeah, and that's why I want to do this retreat. You know, I can't imagine what it's like to sit across from someone and eat and and not be <laughs> able to say a word to them. You, you know, get used to it really quickly. Yeah, I'm really like that's yeah. that would be my answer. I think you, you I find really out how much we we speak when it's unnecessary. Yeah, <laughs> you know, a, a lot of times we just like want to hear our voice. We're just fill, we're filling space yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah. You know? yeah, and you can do a lot of 
communicate and and not not that you do communicate much at the retreat because it's, it's not the point it's not like you, you take away language so that you can find other ways to communicate it's more so that you can kind of just be within yourself but you do find like you can use your other senses in different ways when you're not when you're speaking um hmm. so it's cool and then also another another uh cool practice that i've been doing a lot is gong meditation and um, a, a good friend of mine, she's like really great at gong, I, I don't know, practicing. And uh, I think I know who you're talking about. And, yeah, and Sam, I've, Sam Samantha. Yeah, yeah, Samantha Mee, she's great. And, uh, you know, back to like, you know, you said you wanted to do a tank. Yeah. I've, I've told her to her face, I really want to come to one of your gong sessions. Oh, yeah, you should and come. I know. And, yeah. I, and that's, uh, that's another great answer. Like, I would love to try that. Yeah, and, and they're usually longer than 10 minutes, too. And there's, and stuff. And, but I feel myself, like, when I'm, when I'm doing the gong meditation, it's, like, um, a place that would take me, like, 20 or 30 minutes to get to in normal meditation, I can get to in, like, a minute and a half of gong meditation. Mm. It just really can get me super deep and... and feeling good well now i'm on tape saying i want to do it so yeah and i'll do the uh, sensory depth tank nice yeah for sure let me know how it goes i think jake said it perfectly um i think like with us like our kind of our meditation practices are kind of just evolving as they go yeah i know for me like sometimes i get you know bored with the guided and i look into something else and then i like recently i've been doing a lot of ocean sounds because it's been really cold here in detroit mm-hmm. um just warm myself up but I also am very intrigued by the, by the retreats, and mm-hmm. I've done like my own kind of like silent retreat for a weekend. Um, yeah. I've never done anything structured, and I, I think for us, we're constantly in charge of meditation. Yeah, I think it'd be so nice to like Seems have someone it. else be in charge of my meditation. You know, it'd <laughs> be really another nice. another thing I know I'm always trying to do, and this is why you'll know, give Blue Yoga a shout out. They really build mindfulness into their yoga sessions Yeah, is bring the meditation to yoga. You know, um, we all go to yoga to get skinnier and strong and sweat. Um, but when you, you know, really bring your breath into the practice, yeah, I think that's a way I'd like to expand my meditation is to, you know, as Justin says, you use yoga how it's meant to be used. Right. And um, I've been practicing yoga now for, I, I still consider myself new, but it's been almost two years now. And, um, for me instantly like i love the physical aspect but showing up and having even just a few minutes of philosophy from the teachers because my studio does the same thing it's really focused on mindfulness and um it's it's like there's nowhere else you know unless you're actually going to like a meditation studio then there's really nowhere else that you can go that would give you that like teaching um and so for me yoga has been such a great uh tool to keep with meditation, not just like the physical aspects of it, but, you know, to your point, it's like so important. And I think that um, it's proof that, you know, if you bring the meditation to like a classroom environment, even like a yoga class or even like students, like you said, there was a fifth grader who got the um, the mindfulness award yeah. at their elementary school. Like there was never a mindfulness award at my elementary school. <laughs> it's so funny because I was just going to say like shout out to the fact that there is a mindfulness award. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I wish there was when I was in fifth grade. You know, I remember in fifth grade I was going through, my parents were getting divorced and mm-hmm. I was being bullied and I had, you know, like the perils of going from elementary school to middle school and there was probably nothing that would have helped more at the time than mindfulness meditation. But instead I was punching walls and, and having anger problems and screaming at my parents and 
not eating right because I was a fifth grader. And it's funny we know. we talk about this a lot. Is that like they you learn math, you learn science, you mm-hmm. learn all these things. But this new in the new age we we live in, there's all this stress, but no one teaches stress management. Right. But we someone said it the other day. You know, like Apple, for example. We went to school with those 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 old school MacBook compute computer or the Macs computers. Yeah. And uh, we all we all grew up with the Macintosh and now we're like obsessed with Apple. And I'm hoping that that's what happens now because my influence in meditation is being inject, injected into schools. And let's hope that like all these kids they start to grow up that meditation is the norm and it's the, the, the very, very normal positive thing to do, like running and exercise and playing sports. And hopefully 20 years from now like meditation is is everybody's daily habit it's like brushing your teeth and i feel like we're like maybe not to that extent we're on track we've had like musicians in here who talked about the importance of being in elementary school and when they force that recorder on you you remember i mean everybody knows the recorder you know Uh hot cross buns Mm -hmm. um and but that was such an important intro to instruments and to music for so many um, that it led to careers, it led to, you know, um, hobbies and passions. And, um, you know, there isn't the same for mindfulness or meditation or, or you know, any movement-based, you know, yoga or anything like that either. Mm-hmm. And I think the more there is, because, uh, you know, as, as there's more science behind it, you do see it kind of infiltrating into the school system more. Um, but it's, like, important. And I think that it's also up to, like, companies like yours to kind of, um, be able to just kind of provide data that you know helps support that, so that there can be more basis to push that. Yeah, I mean, we've also our company you know, update. We've finally gotten to the point where we have the um, bandwidth to start you know delivering this to schools at, cool. a, at a rate that they can afford, and we're just starting to do that now. And you know, back to Josh's point again, like if these kids learn, you know, um, with the really young kids we work with, we don't call it meditation. We call it, hey, we're going to teach you a superpower. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah you know, that no one cool. else can do, you know, yeah. you guys are going to get it. And th- when you talk to them and they learn this, quote, superpower, and they bring that along with them in their life, um, back to Josh's point, I mean, have you ever said, oh, I didn't brush my teeth today, I didn't have time? Like, no, no, because you were taught you have to brush your teeth. And, and there's uh, Superman and Barbies and Cinderella's and G.I. Joe's on my toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. so it's packaged the right way to make you want to brush your teeth, you know? Yeah. So you package meditation the right way. It's, it's funny because that's exactly what we are doing. Like, yeah. we, we're working really hard. No one, no, not no one, the, the common population doesn't think meditation is cool right now everyone knows now that it's really good it's for getting you. cooler it's getting cooler and yeah. everyone thinks everyone knows that it's good for them they know that's healthy all these stats are out there now that tell you like you should be doing this yeah but no one has done it's kind of like what peloton did for indoor cycling again mm-hmm. indoor cycling has been around for a hundred years not a hundred years like 50 years and uh just recently like soul cycle and peloton made it cool and now everyone wants to indoor cycle and that's we're working really hard to like meditation is cool like we can talk about in this room like it is the coolest thing in the world like having that superpower to like have that space in your brain to not react and 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 spit out something you don't want to say to someone that is cool but no one really there's no brand around it yet and we really want to take this ancient old practice and bring it and make it cool so that you know normal day hardworking people who aren't living the healthy lifestyle, aren't exposed to yoga and all this stuff, still know meditation is cool and mm-hmm. I should do it. Um, I think we're on track to do that. Making it more accessible to everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like when you said superpower for kids, I smiled because 
I often think about it as like a superpower too. I was gonna say we we definitely say that to adults too. Yeah, I mean, we have <laughs> yeah. a six week series called the six superpowers you will get from our program. Yeah, um, that's injected right into the the first twelve weeks we do at the company. So. Um, we, it's funny. I don't know why I only focus on the kids, but we do say that, like, literally there are pictures of people with capes on, on right. these cards and we give them to people. We got to get Harrison those, by the way. Yeah, yeah I'd love we'll some cards. Yeah. yeah, cool. So, I mean, definitely from talking now, I can tell that uh, Meditation Works has uh, developed far from where it started with just these mobile meditation units. So, can you tell me a little bit about where you're at now as a company and what, what you're functioning as and kind of, you know, the current status of Meditation Works? Yeah. Um, so we still have the mobile studios in Detroit and we still do in-house programs all over. We go into conference rooms. Mm -hmm. um, but our newest endeavor and something that's really, really uh, picking up steam is our live streaming meditation yeah. programs. Um, through, like I was talking about earlier, we learned a lot from the mistakes we made. Um, and a couple of things that we learned are that companies don't have huge wellness budgets right now. Um, people are really tight with their money in the corporate world. Um, and they want programs that are accessible to all of their employees, no matter the location. Um, the mobile studio and what we have going on here don't really facilitate those needs. Uh, so we got brainstorming. We started testing, you know, meditations over live stream, mm -hmm. and they were really great, and people really loved them. And now, as of today, crazy. This is a big monumental moment for our company. We're kind of like downplaying this, but mm -hmm. we got our first client on the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, a Portland company is now our client here in Detroit. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Yeah, and it's, really cool. it's really exciting. And we're, I, I'm kind of surprised and blown away. I, I've been heading all the sales and contacting all these companies all over the country because we have no limitations now. And so many people respond and say, this is the coolest thing. Yeah. Let me try this for my team members. We want to do this. And we're almost at the point where we like, it's hard to, to manage all this response. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, be careful with how many you actually we're, reach out we're, to. We're taking a day, but yeah, I, yeah. I experienced this the last, my stressor this whole week has been responding back to people saying like, wow, this is so cool. Can we try it? And right. I just have like hundreds of those emails. Um, and so we're kind of just like taking it day by day, like really going slow. And we just sent a, a big survey out to one of our first live clients today and we're learning a lot and, you know, every day is getting better. We're literally learning a lot, just sitting in this podcast room, looking at these microphones and, and talking to you guys. So, right. um, but it's really good. And we're really excited that, you know, before our limitation was just Detroit, which is a big population, but it's just Detroit. And now we are helping people all over the country, and that feels really good um, and crazy. And yeah, there's awesome. there's a difference in, in you know what we do. And if if you're listening and you're like me, when I st first thought of this idea, like, well, you know, well, I can just go on YouTube and watch the meditation. I can go on an app. Um, mm -hmm. When these sessions are scheduled, and the guide says, hey, you know, it's it's you know March March twentieth, and it's really cold and rainy in, in Detroit. I don't know where you are. Um, you feel connected with them, yeah. And back to um, you know, how can we provide the highest quality meditation? Um, if people, you know, we're really busy. If you know, I'm gonna meditate in the morning. Odds are you're gonna wake up and be like, I don't have time. I'll do it at lunch. And then lunch right. happens. Like, oh, this guy called me. Okay, I'll it do it at to dinner. Me all the time. Exactly. I'll do it tonight. Next yeah. thing you know, tomorrow happens. When you're like, oh, I got this live streaming at 7:30. I'm gonna sign up for that. Yeah. Um, you, it, you have some more accountability and you feel better about it. And that's what it really excites me most about this new venture we're on is that, again, um, we're not just like pushing some meditation to everybody. We're really pushing like a high quality meditation that we truly believe like people aren't just going to download and click on this. 
but they're going to use it. I yeah, and sim- symbolically, the the scheduling meditation is like a really cool thing. Um, yeah, you know, like putting that in your calendar. It's like, you know, you you might schedule like your gym, you know, like your personal trainer or something like that. But to like schedule a meditation, it, it gives a priority to it and places an importance on it, and eventually will create more sustainable meditators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we we it's funny because we we always tell people to put it in their calendars yeah um but it's really hard to like it i think it's becoming more and more common now where like we said like the industry's kind of shifting and the world's kind of shifting to look at meditation as this cool thing yeah you know like i I would even say like two years ago you told someone to put meditation in their calendar they'd be like i'm not putting meditation in my calendar yeah and now like everyone's doing it you know like it's in my calendar it's in your calendar and it's cool to like live through this this shift in culture um, and it's changing fast. It is cool. And, yeah. you know, we're at like the very beginning of it, it seems. Um, and as entrepreneurs, it's cool because there's um, business to be had, but there's also like a big purpose behind the business. Mm-hmm. So anytime that you can combine the two, it really creates like a difference. Yeah. And I think I like back to the beginning of this question, I think what we realized is that we weren't selling people always like thought the mobile studio was so cool which it is the coolest thing ever um but we weren't selling a mobile studio we weren't a mobile studio company mm-hmm. we were a business focused meditation company mm-hmm. and we were selling a program that really worked well and still does work well so it doesn't matter the medium whether it's the mobile studio whether we go into a conference room whether it's live or streaming video we're selling a, a program that works really well. And I, I personally think the reason that it works so well is because we are really good at breaking all the stigmas of someone's first couple of meditations with us mm-hmm. and explaining what meditation actually is. Um, it's crazy how many people come to a first session with us and they tell us, I tried Headspace, I did it completely wrong and I never wanted to do it again. And I always ask them, like, why do you think you did it wrong? Yeah, what, what's wrong? And they say, my mind was racing the whole time. I couldn't stop my thoughts. And I always tell them, you know, like, I explain wh- you, why that's not the case. Right. You but can't it, stop your thoughts. And it's funny because people will, like, uh, apps, they'll say, like, just just focus on your breath. And people will be like, what, is, what do you mean focus on my breath? What does that mean? I, I can't. We really, we break it down. We explain it, like, the way we explain meditation, this is our very high-level, simple explanation, but we say, you know, Okay, you're going to be sitting there. Your guide's going to tell you to focus on your breath. Breathe in and out. You might even think in your head, breathe in, breathe out. And then you're going to have a thought, probably a lot of them. And when you lose that focus from your breath, you gently bring it back to your breath. Okay, Mm -hmm. so you're going to have a thought about emails and what you wanted for lunch, maybe pizza, maybe pepperoni pizza, back to your breath. You're going to have thoughts about maybe a dog's barking outside, back to your breath. And going from thought to breath over and over and over again is push-ups for your brain. Right. And that's what makes your brain stronger. Exposure. And it, like that sounds like such word vomit to explain all that, but if you don't say all that, people just think, focus on my breath. I'm meditating. My mind's racing. I'm doing this wrong. I mean, yeah. I, I literally look at people in the eye when they tell me that, and I'm like, you, you're you trying to stop your brain. You're a human. You're awake. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. You can't stop your brain. Well, that, and I've also had a lot of conversations with friends who've meditated um, and they, they've often pushed off meditating because they couldn't find like a quiet place or um, something like that. And it's like, um, I often think that, you know, the more exposure we have to the things that can pull our focus away from our breath, it's like, a, like you said, a mental push up. It's like you get to train your brain to, you know, 
uh, come back from that sound, come back from that thought. You wouldn't train in zero gravity for a you, weightlifting competition. I just say you, yeah. want, you <laughs> want those sounds. I can sit here and I'm doing push-ups yeah. with my hands all day. But if I was pushing against the floor, yeah. I get stronger. Those sounds are the floor. They right. provide, you know, the sh- so you're right. You know, yeah. um, and I can tell you now, I have been in a silent room and it is um, not enjoyable. You right. Know, just and, sitting and, there. and like, I do enjoy sometimes putting on my noise-canceling headphones and, and kind of, like we were talking about the sensory deprivation tank, I think that is um, often like an unfair advantage because it can get you to like that point really quickly. Um, and, I, and I think there's a place for it. But also I think that like having a noisy world is, is inevitable and inescapable. So the more you can learn to be mindful in those times, the better. Um, and I think like the deeper you go into practice too, the more it involves welcoming your thoughts, um, sometimes noting or labeling your thoughts and actually like giving them a name, giving them a space to exist and then just letting them go um, or sounds or feelings, or whatever. Uh, so, so I think that the, you know, often misinterpretation of like needing to turn off your brain is something that really turns people off from mm-hmm. meditation. So mm-hmm. it's important, you know, and I think it's a good job that you guys are broadcasting that message thank you yeah it's it's really fun too to like see the light bulb go off in someone's head like someone who's tried meditation and think they did it wrong and then you say that that quick blurb about the push-ups for the brain yeah and like oh like that makes so much more sense i'm gonna try this again and they try it and they really enjoy it and i think i'm honestly in the day-to-day that's what keeps me going is like seeing these first-time meditators have a good experience compared to the bad experience they had before yeah. and then wanting to continue the practice and it's it's cool yeah we, we i mean we have these mobile units in detroit i mean there are sirens there are people yelling right. um there's street sweepers and and i tell people like instead of the frustration like oh i just heard that sound like think about how good it feels that you don't have to look at that yeah that you don't have to act on that and just come back to your breath and, and again to josh's point you see them go oh um, and, and, you know, use that when you're at work and you're working on an assignment and the person in the cubicle next to you is yelling on the phone. Or chewing loudly. We have heard that <laughs> yeah. example specifically. Yeah. I can't stand the it's person, huge. how they eat next to me. And it's like, yeah, remember the siren that, you know, you just kind of breathe through? Just breathe yeah. through those chips. And I can tell you to breathe through the chips, but if you don't practice it, <laughs> you're not going to really be able hard. to. Exactly. I pulled up once to, a, a, I, I go out and like, Clarkston uh, to this meditation teacher, Alan Haras, and uh, my friend Taylor introduced me to him, and I've gone to a few of his, like, day-long retreats, and uh, they're in, like, a downtown little city area, Um, and the one time we went, it just so happened to be the same day as, like, that city's, like, fair, (laughs) so they had, like, rides, it was like a (laughs) carnival, you know, they had, like, tons of, like, you could, like, hear the guy, like, slamming the sledgehammer on the, the bell, like, ding! Oh, wow. Yeah, and it just was really, it was really funny to, you know, have the juxtaposition of, of trying yeah. to be mindful. Your brain's curling, that. you know, 300-pound dumbbells instead of 20-pound dumbbells. Yeah, just but it was training. like all 20, yeah, exactly. It was like all 20 or so people there had that similar, you know, they shared that same thought of, of you know, that ad. You know, at first it was f- very freaky to have to confront a carnival outside of a meditation <laughs> sitting. <laughs> I mean, I can almost guarantee, though, that you've been in situations where there's, like, a quote, like, annoying sound playing. Yeah. And you're probably just like, it's not annoying, it's just a sound. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the amount of times I would go to a movie before I started meditating, and there would be, like, the smallest little, like, 
hum in the background or maybe like a pixel was off on the screen, I would like leave the theater. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't handle it because I was so drawn into that thing happening. Um, and luckily I meditate now and I can be like, okay, like do I really want to let that ruin this movie that I just spent money on? And I don't. Um, and it's just funny. It's funny to think back about how we used to be before I think we started the, meditating. And then the irony in Josh's story is like when you are meditating, that just happens. Because mm-hmm. again, we can tell all these people listening, like, hey, if things are bothering you, just don't focus on it. But um, the more you practice it, the better you get at it. The more it's like your brain just does it for you. It's pretty neat. Yeah, I agree. It's something I definitely share similar thoughts with. So what do you say to the person who's never meditated? Hmm. We, I asked them why. <laughs> I ask them why they've never meditated. Mm-hmm. And they usually say, like, I'm too busy. They give me their excuse. And we yeah. all have our excuses. And then I usually break that excuse um, by saying something along the lines of, you know, um, people think that meditation is weird. Um, Justin Barnes once said this. People think that meditation is weird. We think that being stressed and uncomfortable is weird. Mm-hmm. You probably have a lot of stressors and uncomfortable things in your life. You know, we all, we all do, and everybody needs meditation. It's not just me because I'm more stressed than you. Everybody needs it. You're not too busy. No one's too busy for a 10-minute, you know, time for themselves every single day. And usually when you put it into, like, sometimes you really have to – we go to a lot of health fairs, and, and we sit at these booths, and people walk past, and like, oh, cool, meditation. And we're like, oh, well, we're, we're running sessions right outside. You want to try one? They're like, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm too busy. I, I got to go. Yeah. And I say, what do you mean you're busy? Like, you're, you're at a health fair. You're kind of just walking around. And you kind of have to be – we've learned we have to be a little blunt with people. Say, like, right. hey, buddy, like, you're not too busy. Try this for 10 minutes. I promise you you're going to feel better after. And if you do, and you kind of force someone to try that for a session, again, the light bulb goes off, and like this will be good for me if I keep doing this. What I like to say to people is like, um, I don't know if I could have said this, you know, ten, even five years ago, is um, there's there's this thing that's like, listen, is this scientifically proven? You know, people have been meditating for thousands of years and like people like my mom. And I was like, well, yeah, of course you're happy. You know, you eat organic, you know, you go to yoga, of course. It's like, this is like, look at this person's brain before they started meditating. Look at it after. Mm -hmm. Um, This is like scientifically proven. And I always use this quote, uh, a guy named Dan Harris who... 10% happier. 10% happier. Like you have something that can make things 10% happier and it takes you 10 minutes. Like, why would you not do that? Right. Um, That's what I would say to someone who's not meditated. It's just like, you know, why? you have something that's proven I don't think this is going to make you feel better I know for a fact it will yeah so and we're also like like Jake said we really we do work with the willing you know we, we're not pulling teeth a lot of the time we do, we do get blunt and we do tell people how it is but also we're really not like trying to force it upon people because it's like Dan Harris explained this in 10% Happier too you know running 30, 40 years ago, people were like, those weird runners. Yeah, like, crazy. Who are you who's running chasing from? You? You know, yeah. Who's chasing yeah. you? And now everybody knows that running is the healthy thing and so many people do it. And meditation, it's going to get there. It's almost there, to be honest. It's really, it's moving fast. Um, and it'll get there eventually. What yeah. about these health fairs? Um, if you, you said you've done a bunch. What, what are the, like, what the landscape of the health fairs? Um, do, you, do you guys have a lot of competitors in your space? Honestly... At the ones I've been to, I'm going to say no. Uh, most of the health fair are, um, you know, it's like who has the coolest toy and mm-hmm. trinket to pass out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the booth they go to. But most of the ones are like the companies actually, which is a cool thing and the companies are doing, they put on the health fair for their employees. And there's, you know, the dentist people uh-huh. and the, um, you know, 
chair yoga or chair uh, massage, excuse me. Yeah. And everybody floods at the massage because it feels really good. Yeah. Um, it's funny, Jake, like, I didn't really realize this until you just said it, but we really do go to these health fairs and all these booths of all these different health companies have all these like trinkets and things and candy. Yeah. And we go there with like maybe like a diffuser and a bowl of clementines and people just walk past our booth. Yeah. And we, the way we reel them was like with our energy and we're like, hey, like, do you know what meditation is? And they're like, kind of. And then we like reel them in and we, we win them over. But like we, no, I mean, they probably look at us like, dude, why are you here? Like you have nothing on your table. <laughs> yeah, like they're like, where's your uh, thing? To yeah, get us? yeah. Like, we don't have one, but we have. We carry on these bags. We, you know, oh, I'm gonna go get a massage. We got a brain massage. And again, back to Josh's point, I I don't know if it's the majority anymore because times are really changing. But a lot of people are just like, yeah, I'm stressed. Like so what? It's part of work. Like this mm-hmm. is how I am. Um, so at the health fairs. I would say, again, it's changing as time goes on, but it used to be like people would just see uh, see the word meditation and run. Yeah. Now they're like, you see them looking and you see like, they want you to say, hey, do you know what this is? But they don't, people, um, they really do feel like, oh, I don't want other people to know that I'm interested in meditation, you know? Oh. Right. Um, so I guess like back to your question and, and what are the health fears like? Um, how do you... I really, I really, I kind of. I'll be honest. A lot of them are like bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's really sad. But a lot of them are like, I, I, I don't mean to like be super blunt, but a lot of people are selling things that aren't really going to help Gimmicks. people. You know, like I remember sitting at this health fair next to a woman who was explaining uh, her essential oils. Essential oils are great. I use them. They're wonderful. Same. But she was explaining these things like you know, this is going to change your life. You have back pain, done, use this one. You have this, done, use this one. Like a cure And like, it's, it, it feeds into this consumerism, this instant gratification. Yeah. Um, a lot of these health and wellness companies are like that. And like, it, it's I got, saw it's a new stop. product that, that is supposed to measure your, uh, like, um, your fat burning versus carb burning. So probably something with your ketone levels, but it's like a, almost like a breathalyzer and in, in huh. like in a minute it can tell you if you're the per, it gives you a percentage of what you're burning as far as like fat versus carbohydrates huh and it just doesn't make much sense to me well you know like what scientifically like, it doesn't make much sense and to be honest like something like that is excellent for someone who's been training for if a long accurate. time and it's accurate yeah. and they've built up this mindset like ricky talked about this on the episode you did with her ricky yeah. freeman she's like it's not about it's about building that mindset that creates your habits and it's the same thing with health and wellness. Like when we go and pi- when I, when we pitch companies, I always say like, "What are you guys doing with wellness?" They say, "We're doing massage chairs, we're doing uh, lunch and learns, we give our employees pizza once a week." And I always say like, "Do you think those things lead to true wellness? Do they lead to change in people's lives?" And sometimes they say yes, and sometimes they say no. But what I allude to is like, change takes practice. It's more mindset, and it's more like just forcing yourself to practice something. Mm-hmm. And that's why like a, a massage once a month isn't really going to do anything great for your employees and it isn't going to change turnover. It's not going to do great for your body either. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Um, but if you practice these things, they do. And so yeah. we... And there's I, massages at every single health fair we go yeah, to. Yeah, there's yeah. a massage chair or 10. Um, and I, think and I call a- them Band-Aids. You feel really <laughs> good for 10 minutes and then you go right back to the stress and you're right back where you were. Yeah, I mean, unless you're getting... 
regular massage therapy and mm-hmm. you're an athlete that needs it or you know chronic pain or what, whatever then yeah i mean for the most part massages are band-aids and at the end of the day like the root issue at all of these companies is stress no doubt mm-hmm. like employees are quitting because of stress employees are unhappy at work because of stress employees aren't sleeping well because of stress yeah and all these companies they're trying really hard to f- to solve this issue, but they're not focusing on the stress factor, which is where it all starts. Um, And I think it's starting to change where companies are noticing and they are putting the time and money into it. Um, Like on the business side of meditation and mindfulness and stress reduction, like Calm, the app is now a unicorn. They're a billion, valued at a billion dollars. That just shows that like people are injecting money into the meditation industry because they're confident about where it's going. Mm -hmm. Um, We're confident about where it's going. And I think that is the case because companies are starting to notice. Companies are starting to notice the metrics that they see when their employees meditate and the changes that their employees feel. Um, And that, I honestly think is gonna be like a tidal wave. When that really hits like the mainstream, Every company's gonna. Have I just a got an Apple Watch and Calm was preloaded on there. Was it as like an that's, actual? That's app. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't use like, Calm, but I've heard good things. Like I think my people. Uses it's Calm, funny. People always ask us like, "Oh, like, do you hate Headspace? Do you hate Calm?" And like, we we love them. Like, yeah, anyone that's spreading Especially meditation with mindset, with the mindset of like going after willing meditators. You know, yeah, it's probably like you know Headspace probably converts a lot of you know people who are kind of opposed to meditating to turn into like beginning meditators who you can definitely turn into your customers yeah one of my best friends um uses headspace every day and he's you know convinced that i'm also convinced that it completely changes life and i think it's amazing and i me too yeah no like my life too my all my meditation i mean i guess it like started with like searching for hip hypnosis videos on youtube but eventually it went to like headspace and after i finished like the first 10 days i was like okay i'm going to put my money where my mouth is and buy the subscription and um something really cool that headspace does i think it's like something that's really cool and not cool um they they have a streak count so it tells you how many days in a row you've meditated and to me i got like really obsessive about it and got to like 200 50 something what days. a great thing to be obsessive about, i know yeah. i know but then it, like then i like messed up and didn't record like i mean it was i talked about this on a different podcast on a friend's podcast but it got to the point where like um let's say i woke up and meditated uh or i i went to work and meditated without headspace you know and i and i knew i meditated for like 10 minutes i'd go and put on like a 10 minute meditation on headspace just to just keep, the, keep, street, the, count keep going. the street going yeah um and at a certain point, I just like didn't do it, and I lost all my streak, and it felt really crappy. And I was like, "Oh man, you know why? Why am I putting this like negativity towards yeah. something that's like so insignificant?" <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's also, I think, helped a lot of people stick with it and learn how to really instill like a, a everyday practice into their lives. Yeah, we always we always like to say like. Headspace and the apps are amazing for people who have been exposed to like those first couple meditations. Maybe yeah. they've done like a 10 week program and they're ready to like take it home and do it on their own. What an amazing resource. You know, right. you have a modern program that is accessible anywhere you go. Um, we just like to pitch people that starting with Headspace and starting with Calm and those apps can be really challenging. It's it, when I go to pitch clients, I say it's if you wanted all your team members to learn physics 
and you just threw a physics book at, at them and said, learn, yeah. it'd be really hard for them to learn physics. But if you said, learn physics, here's an instructor we're gonna provide for you guys each week, you can ask them questions. Yeah. That's where learning happens. And then they get exposed and then maybe they can read a physics book on their own. It's the same thing with apps and meditation. Um, so we always urge people, like, if you really wanna start a practice but you don't know where to start, like, go find a teacher. Yeah. Um, go find someone you can talk to about it and ask questions. Uh, man, if I could talk to Andy Puttacombe yeah. through the app, but sometimes that'd I be feel the like he is my teacher. You know, yeah. like before, so I have had a few different teachers now physically, um, and not like a specific teacher that I would call my teacher, but a few that I really look up to and, and re- rely heavily on. But um, like for a long time, I felt so connected with Andy Puttacombe, the, the founder of Headspace. Um, he's also like the voice of Headspace, mm-hmm. and so. There's something like really comforting about that, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, to backtrack on one of your comments. The only thing I I wish is that like you knew and and most people know like you had a streak of 200 and you missed 201. Like 202 is there for you. <laughs> oh and you yeah. can do it. You know, just because yeah. it says you know. Um, and by the way, like with meditation works, I've had one of our best meditators today who comes all the time. He actually stopped for a while. Yeah. And again, we talk to them, we're humans. And he's like, dude, you know what? Like I missed one and then I missed two and then I just felt like I was I just couldn't come back. And I was like, but you can. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I think it's great that you, like, came back. I think it's great that the street got you to 200. And we love, uh, you know, our goal is not to, you, you don't have to meditate with us. We want everybody meditating. Right. And I think that's, like, one thing that people just feel that that vibe, that energy from us. And, like, we, uh, I tell people, my mom used to, when we first started the company, she would get mad at me because people would be like, oh, like, I want to meditate more. And my mom was like, okay, come back next week. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, download Headspace. Yeah, You yeah, know, yeah. like, it's great. Um, and it's, you know, I don't really know exactly where I was going with that, but basically. Well, meditators meditate. So, yeah, like, the, the more willing, meditators the there are, then you're going to have more, you know. Like, for me, I guess, if I worked in, I do work in an office environment. So, at WeWork, we'll have, uh, we have had meditation teachers come into WeWork. And for me, it's like when I see that pop up on the schedule, I get so excited because I'm a meditator, you know, like it doesn't matter what started it for me. It's like if I see something that's even remotely close to meditation and I can attend it, you know, I'm, I'm going to be there for sure. So if I was, you know, in an office environment that you guys were coming to, um, I would be so head over heels to participate. And I am, you know, I, I do your guys' live meditations now and uh, whenever I see the truck, I'm definitely stopping in yeah I and mean, you may not know it too you're you're inspiring people to do it as well based mm-hmm. off your actions and people who are resistant to meditation they may see like why is Harrison so chill why is he so happy um for me back to the when did I start meditation works Kendrick Lamar meditates yeah this this dude from Compton yeah I wrote down um, celebrities that you talked about earlier, oh, I mean that's so I wanted to talk more about that anyway yeah so. I mean that's like the one that I mean, there's a lot um so he, get into, he medita- I didn't know that Kendrick Lamar meditates not only does he meditate he actually when we started meditation works I read an article and he actually said like that was the number one thing that changed his whole life and when I saw like this this rapper yeah one meditates two who's grew up in some really rough area rough right. times like he meditates and not only does he meditate he says it's the number one thing i was like i want to be like him yeah um he does it so can i and you know justin my partner i was always just like how are you so like calm he's like i don't know I just meditate <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. and i was like i want to be like him so you know we you are all spreading that by doing it people totally. see and i'm sure the people who sit next to you at we work are like why is this guy always in such a good mood? Not just them, my closest or, friends. Exactly. Too. I mean, like yeah. I've I've had you know my best friend Jared uh, 
who will eventually be on the podcast. You know, he he went from not meditating to meditating, and we I made him download Headspace, and we became like you know friends on the app, and we could track when each other, uh, like the streak type of thing. You can kind of view your friends' streaks on the app, Love and that. so we would like kind of hold each other accountable and like follow up and be like, Oh, why, why didn't you meditate today? <laughs> you know? I like that. Um, That's great. But it is cool, you know? And it's like a, it's the a fact chain that, reaction. The fact that you think it's cool. And like you said, like you get excited <clears throat> when you see like the sign at WeWork that says like there's meditation and you like perk up about that. Yeah, yeah. That's what's changing the culture. Like that's the cool part. Like that's what excites us is that there are people like you who see things and are genuinely, it's not like you're trying to be cool. You're like, oh, meditation's here. Like, I definitely want to do that. And then other people look at you like, huh, like this guy's so excited about meditation. I should probably go try that. It's like, it's kind of like what yoga was 15, 20 years ago where people were really stoked about it. Yeah. And then the general public was like, wait, why is everyone so excited about this? Those guys are weird. This? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're weird, but they're really excited about this thing. Like maybe there's something to it. You know? yeah, and I'll, I'll, like, I'll even meditate in public too. You know, like I have no, no boundaries to it because... It's so it's so beneficial. Yeah. That it's like uh, I like to lead by example, and like you know, I have conversations with strangers, with coworkers, with best friends, with family members every day about meditation, and I've led meditations, you know. Um, and I don't know, I've often often talked with like teachers because I feel somewhat like maybe underqualified, but I'm like, what what qualifies you to be a meditation teacher or to even lead meditations and. 99% of the time the answer is oh I just do it I, I lead it you know, experience I just, I just was about it. to say yeah. and so like I took a bus to of, of uh, birthright participants out to Israel and there was like 30 you know 21 to 28 year olds on a bus that we were taking throughout the whole country and every day we'd stop at some epic view um, on like a mountain or in an old city of Jerusalem or somewhere and I'd sit down with all 30 of them and we'd meditate. I want to do a Harrison Disco meditation. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> that would be a good guest teacher for, yeah. for well-being yeah. creative. All right. Uh, yeah, do a whole episode of just, you know, uh, meditation for the week. <laughs> it's a good idea. Yeah. Thanks, Josh. Um, so, yeah, so, all right, so what's next for, for uh, meditation works? Like where, you know, where are you guys expanding and, you know, yeah, we. Uh, what's next for us? We are working on uh, working with companies all over the country, mm -hmm. and then hopefully uh, the world. Um, this live streaming stuff is really awesome, and we are really like to be honest. Like the next year is just focusing on listening to our customers and finding out what they want, and then creating that service for them. Um, so I'd say like over the next year, the live stuff is. Hopefully, fingers crossed, going to pick up. It's going. They're going to become a big revenue stream of ours. They're going to inject a bunch of energy and excitement into the company, and then we are going to, you know, slowly expand our in person as well, all throughout the U.S. And mm. we we. It's funny we talk about. Um, we don't really care about being like a, a hundred million dollar company or two hundred million dollar company. Like we are so okay and honestly more excited about being like a boutique small like personal authentic meditation company. serviceable yes and that's that's the plan that's yeah. the plan uh, yeah and i'd piggybacking on josh's answer i think like what's really next is like focusing on you know corporate business because to your point and headspace has made such an impact in your life there are some great resources for individuals or quote consumers that they can do yeah so my philosophy is you know you know that's out there for you and let's how do we get people that are at work that mm -hmm. aren't doing this? Um, how do we help companies that want to provide it make it easy? Mm -hmm. So I think like really what's next is 
is really like focusing on the business side of, or, or providing it for businesses, mm-hmm. not the business side of our company, but infiltrating more businesses. Yeah, there's there's so many so resources. How do our listeners get more involved with meditation works? You can meditate with us. Uh, if you go to meditationworks.com, yeah. at the top, it's going to say uh, live community sessions. You can try one of our live sessions. They're only 10 minutes, and they're really, really awesome and beneficial. Um, I did one tonight. David Harrison did one tonight. Mm-hmm. Really nice. Yeah, the, it definitely got me in the zone before the podcast. <laughs> I, did, I think we did the same one cause at 8 p.m. I did yeah. it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's the obvious answer of we we post on social media at mm-hmm. Meditation Works on Instagram. We have a Facebook. Um, our our live session schedule. I'd say Instagram is probably the best place to see like where the updates are. What if I wanted Meditation Works to come to my company? I think uh, that's funny. That's where I was going to go next. Is we just urge people to be the champions at their company. Sometimes it can be scary and hard to like see something like Meditation Works and think like that would be cool here, yeah. and then send it to like a CEO or a chief HR officer. Mm-hmm. Um, but do it, you know, like there's nothing to lose. And if you really think this would be cool at your company, um, we provide a free session for every single company that is, is considering us. So the worst case scenario is you're telling your HR or CEO about something free that they're getting. Um, and if you can get us to come to your company, you're going to get meditation every single week with us, which is really nice. So that's and great. Our website, there's uh, you know, really easy You scroll down and contact us. It goes cool. directly to Josh and I, and mm-hmm. uh, we would love to work with anyone out there who's listening. That's awesome. And if anyone out there has any ideas about how they can work with us, like I got a phone call today from someone who has these really cool new candles that burn for 20 minutes. Yeah, I got one of them. Did you? Yeah. yeah, the, yeah the, uh, the whole pack. The 20 like, minute candle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She just reached out to me today. And she, had, she, had a, <laughs> she had a store in Cadillac Square, like in the markets. Ah. And so I saw that. I'm like, this is brilliant. And, uh, yeah, they're cool. They you light them and they last twenty minutes. And it's yeah, they're really like, they're really and the packaging's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's like um, an Altoids can, tin almost. Yeah. yeah, it's very cool. But if like if anyone has an ideas, you know, we we are again we are, we're we're learning for the rest of our existence. So we will be we're in the learning phase of the company, and we always will be. And we're the, day by day. That's what we do. Awesome. <laughs> well, I think the only appropriate thing to do now is to leave our listeners with a meditation works meditation. So, um, what are they going to be hearing? They will be hearing a recording by our meditation instructor, Justin Barnes, who Jake talked about earlier. Um, And he's going to lead you through a quick and basic meditation. Great. Well, thanks so much, guys, for stopping in. And I'm really, really excited that you guys were guests of our podcast today. Thanks, Jason. Really enjoyed it. it. Awesome. Thanks, man. Well, hello there. Justin with you. And welcome to your very first Meditation Works Mindfulness training session. Let's go ahead and move right into the moment. Noticing just the basic sensations that arise when we allow ourselves to get still. Noticing the fluid and conscious breath awareness. And how that noticing of breath helps us release tension in the jaw, softens the temples, and lets the forehead 
iron out. Noticing the shoulders relaxing back and down as best you can. Good. And in this first meditation, not trying to achieve anything. The very nature of it, the basic willingness to be with it, is more than enough. And as your attention falls upon the breath, allowing thoughts to come and thoughts to go. No different than now they always seem to roll in and out of the mind. In meditation, we find we are no longer clinging to the content, but rather simply observing, bringing our attention back to the present moment. Focus upon the breath, natural and calm, simply at rest. Let's move into some stillness. Really nice. If the mind begins to wander, it's okay. Just observe, be kind to yourself, and use the breath and focus to find your way. Even noticing the natural posture of the body as you lengthen the spine. Stay with it. Good. 
noticing a more restful body-mind. Having taken the time to just move inward. This is what meditation is. A simple choice with powerful effects. Take it with you till we meet again. Thanks again for tuning in and thanks to our sponsor, Great Lakes Coffee Roasting Company for keeping us super caffeinated in the studio here. And just a reminder to our listeners, coffee lovers, you can use code WELLBEING at checkout at greatlakescoffee.com for 10% off your first order of coffee, coffee supplies, and much more.